Welcome to the Trauma-Informed Witch Podcast, where we'll talk about patriarchy, mental health, creating money and abundance, and how to live a life that feels rich and that is rich. Let's go. Hey, everybody. I am super excited. I am a little bit of a fangirl, Lindsay. I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> I didn't um, know this. I'll just tell you when we're actually recording to <laughs> make you feel embarrassed. Um, but I have Lindsay Dotsloft, who is a life coach and not a business coach, maybe a business <laughs> coach. She'll, she'll, we're unsure, undecided. Yeah undecided. She'll explain more. You'll get it by the end of the episode, what kind of coach she is. And I met Lindsay because you were coaching in 2K, which is a sales program that I took and I'm still in. Mm -hmm. And um, then I started listening to your podcast when you started your podcast. And just think you're amazing and super smart and wanted to share your genius with my people. So I'm super happy that you're here. And why don't you introduce yourself since I just said you're a life coach and maybe a business coach. So I'll let you do a little, flesh that out a little bit. I love it. So first, I'm so just thrilled that you're having me here. This is so fun. And I love that you're a fangirl, although it always makes me uncomfortable <laughs> when anyone says that. And I'm, I'm Lindsay Dotsloff. I am a coach. I help coaches master their coaching skills. And I have a, a mastermind where I teach coaching mastery. And I have a new program, which is more of an intro foundational coaching skills. And yeah, that's it. That's what I do. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. So fun. So let's start with your journey to become a coach. How did you end up in this industry? So I feel like that is just, that's a question. I know, um, so when story. I was two, no, <laughs> that's always the joke I tell because I'm always like, I don't, uh, like how far back do I go? But I mean, the short version is I felt very lost in my own life. I was a little miserable. I mean, my life on the outside looked amazing, I'm sure, to other people. On the inside, I was just losing my mind. I just had a couple kids. I didn't, I was just lost, right? Like, I didn't know what I was doing. I had a business at the time. I was going to go back to school. I, it was just like all these choices in front of me, and they all just felt impossible. And one day, my, my girlfriend was like, hey, uh, so I'm like working with this life coach. She's brand new. She's like taking free clients. And I was like, what is a life coach? Like, <laughs> what? Only Oprah has life coaches. What are you talking about? Right. And it was, like in that moment, I just found out that life coaches were a thing that like normal people could have. And I mean, my friend is amazing, but she's not Oprah, right? I was like, she's just like a normal person. And yeah, like that, that's where it started. So I hired, I worked with my own coach for almost two years before I became a coach and changed really everything about my life. And when I say everything, I mean everything that was happening in my brain, really nothing on the outside, right? Like if you were just watching from the outside, just like the general logistics of my life looked very the same, I'm sure. But mm -hmm. I just felt like a completely different person. 
Yeah. And what, what did change for people who maybe are like less familiar with coaching? Like, so you were still married, you still had your kids, you still like maybe lived in the same area, but like, what was different? How was your experience of that different? Yeah, I think, I mean, for me, it was like what coaching did was really showed me that all of the things that were making me quote, like miserable were coming from inside of me right? It wasn't actually, you know, that my, like that I was home with a young kid most of the day while trying to run a business. Like, oh, I'm the one that decided that, right? Like that was part of what coaching showed me is like, wait, like you made these choices. Why, why is this a problem? Um, it just really gave me all of my power back. And I, that's kind of like a cliche thing to say, but I don't really, it just empowered me. Maybe that's a better way to say it It empowered me to really examine everything and start looking at like, oh my gosh, what are all these things that I'm like saying yes to, or saying no to, or whatever, because I think other people Hmm. think that I should be doing this thing. Right. Right. I was, uh, like in a PhD about to start a PhD program in psychology. So I have a background in psychology. Uh, when I found out I was pregnant with my older daughter and we were married, like my husband and I were married, but it was a surprise. We were not planning on, mm. on that right then. And then I found out my pregnancy was high risk. So I, I like was in bed rest most of my pregnancy. And so I had to quit the PhD program. I didn't have to, but I, I chose to like, it was a tough decision, but I did it. And that's like kind of where the spiral started, right. Of mm. like now what? And mm-hmm. I think I just always like the life I was living at the point where I hired a coach was just, it just didn't match like what I thought I would be doing. Right. It's just like everything. I felt like my life was kind of turned upside down and yeah, just hiring a coach was like, guess what? Like you're in charge here. You get to make all the decisions you want. Like, what do you want to do? And I think me just being really honest about that and having someone just ask me that and help me work through it. Right. Help me work through everything that came up when I answered it was just a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally relate. So my main training is in something called core energetics and I started to do it and my life started to change. And then I was like, I thought I wanted to do dance psychotherapy. I had, there's this like program at Nairobi university, which is a Buddhist university. And I'm like, into spirituality. And I was like, Oh, my God, this program is perfect. But I'd never done it. It was just this like kind of fantasy. Just from reading like literally the sales page for the program, right? Like I need to do this program. And then a friend of mine was doing core energetics and invited me to like a free night. And I like walked into the room and felt at home like before the thing even started and got so much out of that first evening and then joined a group and started to change my own life. And then I was like, oh, no, I'm in. And I'm not going to do this dance thing because <laughs> they're very similar. Like core energetics is using the body mm-hmm. and we do sometimes even dance in our sessions. But it was like, no, this works. So I'm not going to do this thing that I've never tried. I'm going to do this thing that I know works. So I can definitely relate to, oh, this is changing my life. I want it to be available to more people. Yes. 
So I, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is what Stacy calls the slow burn. Mm -hmm. So you have, your business is very successful. At least that's my thought about it. I hope that's your thought about it too. That's my thought. Um, good. <laughs> but it wasn't an overnight success. You weren't one of these coaches that we see in this industry a lot. That's like, I made a hundred K in five minutes. Yeah. No, I think I'm much more the norm. And I wouldn't even know that I would say I'm the norm, but I'm a lot closer to the norm than, you know, when you say like, we see it a lot. I think that so many, I notice this because so many coaches like latch on to like, oh, here are these handful of coaches right. that do this thing really quickly. And then that's all I watch. And I don't notice all these other people that are like really working, really doing the thing every day and just taking Yeah. Or time. like, yeah you know, after 10 years, they yeah. like blow up overnight, but it's been 10 years. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about your journey and yeah, growing your coaching practice and kind of what that looked like? Yeah. Do you just mean like numbers, like the kind of trajectory of my, of my business along the way or yeah, let's do numbers, but let's also do like a little bit of like, what was it like? Like, what was your first year like? Yeah, the first year is the hardest, a hundred thousand percent the hardest. Yeah. I mean, for anyone, I think even the coaches that, you know, because some I have some colleagues who are the coaches that you're talking about who like first year made tons of money and first year is always still the hardest, even for them, just maybe in different ways. Right. It's like, right. it's always painful no matter what. Right. It's just because there's so much learning and it doesn't matter if you make $0 your first year or $100,000 your first year, there's going to be learning one way or the other. And yeah, for me, I, I think I launched my business in like November. So the first, first technically like those two months I made, I don't know, maybe $5,000 or less. And the next year I made $30,000, which it's felt great. like a lot to me. Like, and yeah. I think that that is a piece of where, how I'm able to keep going and, and like not get in my head about like, oh, but all these, all these other people like in quotes, right. Are making more than me, even though I was, I in the past had made a lot more than that. And I had a business also that was making a lot more than that. It just felt like $30,000 as a coach was everything. It yeah. truly blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think the third year is where I technically made like that was my first hundred thousand dollar year. Yeah. And where is your business now? <laughs> so the timing of recording this podcast is amazing um, because so last year I made uh, like close to seven hundred thousand dollars, I think like six seventy, something like that. And then this year I just launched the program that I mentioned at the beginning. And it's just been over the last two days. And I've had almost a $250,000 launch selling a program, which is unheard of <laughs> and like yeah. really blowing my mind. And it's really showing me actually the power of what you just called the slow burn. Right. Like, doesn't mean that you go slow forever. It means that you really just slow down and allow your brain and your body and all the things to like, catch up without just being like, oh, I have to hurry and do this next thing. I have to hurry and hit this next goal and just constantly being in a rush. Yeah. 
Congratulations. That Thank is you. amazing. And that's Thanks. your first launch of this particular program too. Yep. I have a mastermind that I've launched a bunch, like eight times, yeah. maybe I yeah. think in the past. And yeah, this is the first time. And honestly, I was a little nervous because I watch other people launch programs and we think it's going to be easier to sell a less expensive thing. Right. And it turns out it's usually not. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, it can be, so don't, don't, this is not facts, right. But just watching a lot of my colleagues, right. um, yeah, I was really nervous going into the launch and it has been incredible. So yeah. fun. So fun. Okay. So I know there are a bunch of people listening who are like, how did she do it? They're mm-hmm. like listening to your numbers and they're like, well, maybe she thinks that's slow, but to me that seems yeah, really fast and really incredible to have a business that's you're going to hit a million dollars like soon, right? Or maybe you already yeah, have. Probably this year. That's the plan anyway. We'll see. Yeah. So what advice or what can you tell people who are, you know, maybe they're at the $0 mark or they're at the 30K mark and who want to do the slow burn, but like get somewhere. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. The point of the slow burn is not just to like be slow forever and like stay you know, making $0, obviously, like that's not why people are in business. And one thing that I am a pretty huge proponent of, and I, you know, I know this makes people uncomfortable, especially when they're not making a lot of money. But I mean, I would say one of the biggest secrets for me was just really being able to like deciding I was going to invest in myself first, my own coaching, right? Like imagine having a coach of one-on-one coach is what I had for two years before I started my business. So that was all just personal money. money like I wasn't making yeah. any money in my business. Yeah. And so then I started my business and then I just kept investing. Right. And I'm not suggesting that every person and every coach needs to be able to invest way more than what they're comfortable doing. Cause sometimes that's not, not a thing, right? Like, yeah, you need money to live on. And yeah. I get that. Yeah, totally. So you know, I don't think that there's like a one size fits all, like, oh, everyone should be investing a hundred percent of what they're making. I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. Some of us can't do that. And, mm-hmm. but what I am suggesting, I think is like finding what you can do and finding that support somewhere, right? Like, even if it's not maybe you're the dream coach or the, right. you know, whatever it is, but just that support for your own brain, your own body, your own, you know, all of it is makes such a huge difference. Yeah. And I think about like myself, maybe you can relate to this or even like on a recent podcast of Stacey Bayman, she was talking about how like she bought this like circular dating course. So it wasn't like a coach. Yep. So like maybe at that time she couldn't afford like a coach, but she bought this course and she like followed it. Yeah. And, like and she decided really, like, this is going to be the thing. This is how yeah. I'm getting married. Yeah. She was my coach then. Yeah. And I remember. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, and my, I actually, I only remembered this recently, but my first life coach, quote unquote, was like, I read one of Martha Beck's books and mm-hmm. she had all these questions in the yep. book and I would like journal about it and it helped me drop out of teacher's college. Mm-hmm. And I literally would like talk to my parents and be like, well, my life coach 
thinks I should drop out. So good. (laughs) From like just doing the exercises in the book. And so, yeah, it's like you can invest at the level that you're ready for. And maybe it is like a book or a, a course that you just like actually take seriously or, you know, a yep. program like the coach lab or 2k for 2k or maybe it is like a one-on-one coach mm-hmm. but there is that there is something about just the way it's not that she just bought this course and then like threw it in the garbage right yes i mean a hundred percent i think no matter what you invest in you have to commit to it a hundred percent right you have to go into it with the mindset of this is going to help me create these results that I want. And I always think of it as like, you have to go first, right? Like you have to know the tools. You have to like really know how to commit to something and create results, even if they're just small, small, small results, right? That like build over time. Because if you don't know how to do that, it's so hard, especially if you are a coach, it's so hard to support your clients in doing it. Right. So they don't have to be these huge blow everybody's mind results, but just the smallest results makes all the difference. And, you know, I think that's even true for really any type of entrepreneur, just having that support, going all in, committing a hundred percent and just deciding like, this is how I'm going to create results period. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you're willing to share like how much were you investing in those early years when you were, you know, making $5,000 and $5,000? Yeah. So I think, let me think, I would say I was investing about a hundred dollars a week, maybe. And so I don't even know what that would be. My, after the last couple of days. So it's like 5,000. Oh yeah. 5,000. So like $5,000 a year for probably the first couple of years. And then maybe a little more because there were a couple of times I would, you know, at one point I went on like a little retreat and, you know, little things here and there like that. But yeah, I would say about $5,000 a year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's substantial. Yeah. I mean, definitely, you know, when you're not, when I think about that now, I'm like, oh yeah, I could, I would pay a coach $5,000 a year. Right. Right. Then it was like, Hey, husband. Um, so here's the thing, (laughs) right? I know that like, this is what you're doing and, and like, whatever, but here's what I'm going to do. And you know, it was, it was definitely uncomfortable. Yeah. So being willing to do that. And I also, my journey is a little different. I feel like my first couple of years, I really made so little money and it wasn't until I started investing like my first well it wasn't my first I did I did like a sales school which was like super helpful and just like the very very basics of selling a service-based thing and then I did 2k and then that started to change things and then I hired a one-on-one coach and I really started to see the difference yeah that it was making making those investments, I started to get results. Whereas like before that, I was like doing all the freebies mm-hmm. as in that land yeah, <laughs> of like in all the groups, doing all the freebies, trying to patchwork 
one freebie with another freebie to like make a whole program. And that didn't work very well. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, I think that with, I think some freebies are amazing and I think that they can be very helpful, but you always have to consider like, what are they created for? Right. They're created to be kind of a little teaser usually of like, what is the thing that I'm selling? And not that they're not valuable because they can be very valuable, but they're just not going to give you like that full support, right? The full, like, here's the thing that I, here's all of it. It's more like, here's, here's a little taste. Here's the beginning. And then the rest is, you know, inside the program, inside the coaching, whatever. Yeah. And I remember investing in 2k, I was like terrified to do that $2,000 investment because my business was like kind of making like a couple, like 1,000 or 2,000 a month or something, just like barely covering my expenses. And it was like, oh shit, what if I just put this $2,000 in and it disappears? Yeah. Yeah. I think one part about investing is, you know, where it gets tricky is you have to be willing and able to believe that it's going to work, that like, it's going to, um, that you're going to keep going, right. That you are going to keep creating better results and faster results because if you don't believe that, then yeah, it's like terrifying. Like what if this is the last $2,000 I ever make? And then I just spent it here versus no, of course I'm going to keep going. Of course I'm going to make more money. Of course I'm going to learn how to do this. And yeah, it's, I mean, that's why that first year is so hard, right? Cause it's always that back and forth of, is it working? yes, it's working. No, it's not working. I don't know. Just at least that's what it was like for me. Yeah. Even with a coach, right. It's like still was like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's also like, I'm in Simone Soul's mastermind. And one of the things like she has been teaching us in that group is like the difference between like entrepreneurship mindset and employee mindset. Yeah. And how in this culture, it's like, most people have employee mindset, which is like, you make a certain amount a month and you have to put a certain amount into retirement Mm -hmm. funds and you get like maybe a raise that's like 10 percentage. Yeah. 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 It's like 1% or like half a percent or something. Yeah. So you need to be really careful with this amount of money that you get every month because that is all you get. Whereas, which is great, right? Like if that's what you choose and you're like, yeah, I love this. This is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be a a physician. I'm going to be a, like whatever it is. Right. And you just have a certain amount of money that's always coming in. And yeah, that's a really good thing to learn to do of like, okay, well, what does that mean? I mean, I'm going to spend less than what I make because that's how I save money. That's how I have money for retirement or whatever. And I think shifting into the entrepreneur mind like it's really uncomfortable. Right. Where you're like, I'm going to invest this and I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to show up for myself and I'm going to figure it out. And I'm going to take the L if, if I don't, like, I'm going to figure it out no matter what. Yes. Yeah. The willingness to fail for sure is a, as an entrepreneur is pretty much a requirement. There's no part of it that is ever guaranteed. And I think that that you have to be willing to allow your brain to just like sit in that discomfort sometimes. Yeah. 
So another question I had for you, I think when we were messaging back and forth about this podcast, you said you have like a witchy side that <laughs> yeah. like you sometimes like maybe more hidden, but like, tell us about your, your witchiness. I'm curious. Yeah. I think I can't remember exactly what I said, but one thing, maybe what I said is that I, I've definitely explored that side. So right now I'm, you know, what I do is I I teach coaching skills and I teach, I help people be really great at coaching. Mostly that involves in what I teach. Mostly it involves mindset, like the mindset piece. Right. Mm -hmm. And I do some exploring of emotions and all of that, but it's, it's very like, there's no, I don't know what you would call it. There's no witchiness to it. Right. And like what I teach in the past, I have definitely done a lot more exploring in some of those areas. And I would say, you know, like even now, most people don't know this if they're listening and they're like, what? I would never would have guessed that. Like I use tarot cards sometimes. And I, you know, in my own life, my daughter is obsessed with crystals. So that's something that we kind of explore together. And yeah, my best, best friend is, uh, she does Reiki and, you know, all like totally on the opposite end of the coach, the kind of coach in quotes spectrum of me. And I just think it's fascinating and I love to participate in it. It's just not what I teach. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just learning about the coach lab, which is your new program. I'd be curious. Can you talk a little bit about that program and maybe give some teasers of like what you teach or what, what are the con the core concepts that you're teaching in that program? Of course. So I teach what I think are like the coaching foundation. So like any coach, no matter, you know, there are some coaches in there that are just brand new, just getting started. And then there are, which this kind of surprised me. There are lots of coaches in there who are not that, and who have been coaching for a while and just want to kind of revisit the foundations. And so I teach methods of just creating awareness for your clients, like, you know, where they really exploring, like, where they are right now, how they're creating, Mm. what they're creating right now. And then, you know, of course, like setting goals and thinking about the future, like what do you want to create? And I teach a decision-making process and just how to be really great at asking open-ended questions and just really all the things that are like, if I were to just melt it down to like, what are the basics that I think every coach should know, even if you use other tools, right? Even if you, you like one of my coaches who will be teaching in there uses EFT, but which I love, I've done it with her and she, but it's like this mindset piece is still important, right? So it's like, there's this, there are these other tools that you may use and that's great. And here are the most basic things that every coach, like that you can be good, great, even at being a coach, if this is all, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for me, some of the magic in the quality of my life came from like the combination of like, because core energetics is like much more, it's like the F line, like Mm -hmm. it's like much more in emotions and how you feel them in your body. And, you know, even going back to childhood, what happened, like, what is this event happening now reminding you of, Mm -hmm. which is so amazing. And when I was studying core energetics, I also like found the life coach school podcast and started listening to all the mindset and like, how do I 
want to think about even going to school or how do I want to think about dating or how do I want to think about, you know, all of the things that were happening to me, which I think my school does teach that a little bit. They call it like images, like the image is like the unintentional thought. Mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. But it's not quite as like robust as the model and how like in depth yeah. that goes. And so somehow it was like the combination of like, actually, I have some trauma in my childhood. So actually doing that deeper healing work, but then plus, how do I want to think Yes, about my life now was like, very magical (laughs) even though it's like well it it's magic and it's science it's both i don't think those two things are opposites totally agree they're the same yeah completely agree i think it's actually part of what i talk about in my program and kind of why i created my program is that i think you know I work with a lot of coaches and they are from all over the industry. They have all different types of certifications and backgrounds or not certifications or whatever, right? Just all different types of coaches. And one thing I notice is that sometimes when coaches go to one specific place to get certified, they learn this one amazing tool that's like maybe the core of what that place teaches. And that's it. Right. And then they get so stuck in like, okay, this is the way this is, this is what I have to use with my clients. And to me, it's like, no, it's way more than that. It's like, yeah, that tool is amazing for what it does. And you need to be able to access, like, you know, if you're, if clients come to you speaking the language of feelings and not thoughts, you need to be able to help them with that. Right. Which is very different than like, let's just put it in this math equation and like, see what happens to me, like my approach to coaching is a little, a little more holistic than that. I think. Going back to answering the question that I asked you about, you know, how did you grow so much, even though it took years, it worked, right? Like, I think there are some people who are on the 10 K year or the 30 K year that are like, well, but it's not going to keep growing. Yeah. And Stacey Bayman, whose podcast is Make Money as a Life Coach, just because I'm talking about her a lot today. Yeah. And is she's like Lindsay's best friend. So that's <laughs> partially why I'm I mean you don't have to plug her. I'm not gonna tell. I don't care. <laughs> no, but I just in case people want to know. Yeah, I'm no, it's a great podcast. Her. It's a great Definitely podcast. Listen. Yes. She talks about this concept of living in breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And so like doing your own healing and growth. And I think this applies whether you're a coach or whether you're an herbalist or a Reiki healer or whatever you do, when you're living in breakthrough, you have so much more to give to your clients because you just went through something or you just learned something Yeah, and that can really help them. And I think, you know, what you're saying, like, yeah, I could say, oh, I'm only going to use core energetics with my clients because I, you know, studied that for four years and it was this in-depth thing. And it's like, no, I'm going to use whatever is going to work for what yes, they're bringing me. And if it's, yeah, looking more at the mindset side, even though my training is like not that in-depth in that, 
side of things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. And that's, I think, what living in breakthrough gives you is that even with marketing, I find sometimes the posts that hit the most is like when I have a breakthrough and then I can share it yes. with my people. And then people are like, whoa. Yeah. Versus just like me trying to reiterate what I learned in school. Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, like what's interesting for me, what I've learned over the years is that, you know, although a lot of what I teach has a lot of mindset pieces to it, a lot of my personal work, although of course I use mindset and my like, you know, self-coaching and all of that with myself, but usually my bigger work is actually leaning into the other side of it, right? Like leaning into the feelings, like leaning into just being able to sit in discomfort and feel whatever is coming up. And, you know, that has, that's kind of always been like, as I've hired coaches, as I've worked with other people, and even as I continue to grow and grow, like that's always for me, the thing it comes back to, because I always think of it as like, I tend to kind of naturally speak the language of mindset, right? It's like almost like that's Mm. the language I was taught from birth. Mm -hmm. Like I just, it's like, I speak Mm -hmm. English. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you know, watching my best friend, her name is Sherry Strzlecki. She is also a coach. Do you know who that is? I think I heard her. She was on your podcast, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I heard. I just wasn't sure if you knew her outside of that. Um, But she at one point hired me as her coach. This is, I'd been a coach for a while and I was making quite a bit of money and she hired me. And what I really learned from working with her and now working with so many other people like her is that it's almost like it's just a different language, right? Like that's just yeah. naturally her, she will go straight to like, oh, I, I don't know what I'm thinking, but I know exactly how I'm feeling right now. Right. And I think that we just meet our clients where they are, right? Like really knowing how to like, okay, I don't have to force my client to see right now what their thoughts are. Like maybe we just sit in like, how are you feeling? And right. examine that. And I think, you know, that kind of goes back to what you're talking about is like knowing how to kind of do both sides and how to incorporate them, whether it's for yourself as an entrepreneur, if you're not a coach or, and just like being able to notice both sides or, you know, whether you're a coach and you're like, I have this one very specific thing I do now, you know, and by the way, I'm not recommending going out and getting like 50 different trainings and certifications and all the things, but just being aware of it. Yeah. I think if you, if something were, you know, when you're hiring someone and you're doing all this like feeling emotion work, it's like you kind of master it by doing it yourself. And then you can just like naturally bring it in when it is related, but it's not because you're like, yeah, I need, I need this cert and this cert. It's like, oh, I'm in pain. I'm suffering. I need to get help. I'm going to get help. And then, oh, I learned something. Yes. Through getting help, which I think is so different than like this, like if I just, this like anxiety sometimes driven action of like, I need another, I need to go back to school. I need to. Yeah. When it comes from like, this isn't working and I need more, right? Like it's not working. So I must have to like add this other thing or like, this isn't working. So I need to go find 50 more resources or, you know, even like, okay, I hired this, I'm doing this like business strategy. Right. And it's not working and, and it feels really uncomfortable to just like 
try it for a while. Right. Because I'm going to move on and like do the other thing yeah. before giving any of them a chance to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally. I think most chronic, of us have been there. I chronically did that. <laughs> I was just like, look, I have like eight Facebook groups open because I was like, well, it must be like the topic of the Facebook group that's wrong. So I'll right. just open a different one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like don't, Anyone listening, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there's a difference I, in making changes because like, oh, I learned this thing. I have all these, I have clients I'm learning from them. I'm like watching their growth. I'm, you know, whatever. And like, here's where I'm headed versus nothing's working. And so I'm just going to keep changing, keep changing, keep changing instead of figuring out like how to get it to work. Yeah. And I think that is part of the entrepreneur, like learning the entrepreneur mindset is that you try it, it doesn't work. You tweak, you don't throw all in the garbage. Yeah. I was like, of course it didn't work. It was your first time. Try yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. It's so and it's like in that discomfort though, right? Especially when you're like, okay, but no, you don't understand. I need this to work, right? Like I need the money. I need the right. whatever. And I totally get it. I really do understand that discomfort and how kind of paralyzing it can be. For me, it was more paralyzing. I think for some people, it propels them into like action, 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 like right. all the different actions. Right. And yeah, I think that that's literally part of the journey. So if anyone's listening and they're like, ah, oh, I'm in this. Yeah. It's like a piece of it. I always say like, yeah. if it was easy, everyone would be an entrepreneur because why wouldn't you? Right. Right. Yeah. No, I also like years ago launched this program called the Sensitive Souls Business Academy and Love got it. two people to sign up and then threw it in the garbage because I like wanted 10. Mm -hmm. And now a lot of the work that I do with clients is like exactly of that course. program. Yeah. But I just like was like, nah, this first launch didn't go yeah. the way I wanted it to. So I guess the program is a bad program. Oh man. If we could talk about all the failed <laughs> launches I've had, it's just like, right. like pull out my list and just let it like unfold. And there's so many, right. So many. Right. And that, I think that list, that list and you not giving up every time is like what created this launch where it just was like insane, you know, blowing your mind because you probably had a bunch that did not go. Oh, for sure. I was like, this is not, I mean, okay. I knew it was going to work because I think I'm just at the point in my business where I, I like, I've spent so much time. I know my clients, I know what right. they want. I know the offer literally yeah. spent a year planning it, which I think that's a piece of the slow burn, right. Is like right. Really being able to be yes. in the planning and see that discomfort of like, okay, I'm ready now. No, wait, I'm not really ready yet. Like right. I'm working on this other thing right now that is on the back burner and just kind of constantly, you know, things would come up like, oh, I want this to be in it. And then just, okay, great. I'm going to put that in my document of notes and I'm going to come back to like what I'm actually working on right now and just constantly redirecting my brain and then choosing, okay, now it's really time to think about this. Let's go. Like, right. Let's do it. And it's like an urge almost, right? That as entrepreneurs, I think you have right. to learn to resist it. Right. Right. When is it time to like push it out and just try and throw spaghetti at the wall? And then when is it time to like be a little bit more thoughtful? Because I think it depends on the circumstance. Totally. Yeah, I was just, as people you were saying that, just, I was like, like, yes, 
incubating their launch forever and ever and ever. Yes. Also don't do that. Especially I was thinking that actually, after I said it, I thought, okay, that's not actually the like coaching or the advice I would give someone who's maybe newer. I would say like, oh no, no, no. You have to start way before you're ready. Just like do the thing, just get out there, try it, sell it. Like yeah. Have the yeah. webinar with zero people and do it, do it anyway. Just record it and rock it out. Like there are 50 people on and just yeah. do it anyway, because as you're practicing, like you have to have those moments are going to happen. I remember doing a webinar. I don't think I called it a webinar. I don't even know what I called it, but we're like two people on one was like yeah. my great aunt or something. And one <laughs> was, my, was like a friend. Neither of I was just teaching, like, I don't even know, like limiting beliefs or something, which is like not even something I talk about anymore. Not like language I use. Right. And just thinking about that just kills me because I, I like, before I got on, I was like, okay, Lindsay, like I gave myself a pep talk. I was like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get on and pretend like there are a hundred people who have showed up to see this webinar, going to record it. And I'm going to learn so much. Mm Mm-hmm. And I did. And I even signed a client because neither of them were interested. But my great aunt was like, oh my gosh. So my niece, like, you know, someone who I don't like a relative of hers, but not on like my side of the family. Right. Yeah. You just never know. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew your great aunt was so random creating (laughs) literally I saw her like she signed up right. You know, I was posting on like on Facebook, I think about it. And I saw her registration come in. It was like, you had to sign up with your email address in Zoom, maybe something like that. Right, right, right. And I think I saw it like two minutes before. I was like, what? Like, okay, this <laughs> is so funny. This is not going to go well. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm it like, went okay, well. It's great. I'm just, she's yeah. here. What if she's just here because she loves me? That's fine. That's fine. And honestly, now I think she was just really intrigued by what I was doing. Like, what is this? What is she even talking about? Yeah. And we never know where clients are going to come from when you are in that energy of showing up as yourself. I'm going to figure it out. This is going to work. I have something of value yeah. to offer. And then I got off and cried. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's part of like normalize that too, right? right. Like, yeah. I was so disappointed. And but like that is also part of the learning that I think people want to skip of like, Oh, well, if I just cancel it, then I can just not face the discomfort of no one being on instead of like, no, I'm going to rock it out with two people on and then I'm going to get off and just let all the emotions come, feel the disappointment and just sit in it and love myself anyway. Yeah. I love that. Okay. We need to tell people where they can find you. And I want to start by plugging your episode. (laughs) of the podcast, Mastering Coaching Skills. I don't know what number it is, but I'll try to figure it out and put it in the show notes, which is the one about clients quitting. Oh, yeah. That I don't episode, know what episode it is either, but I can definitely tell you. Yeah, well, one of us will look it up <laughs> and we'll put it in the show notes, but it is so good about normalizing that every single business yeah. has clients that quit and nothing has gone wrong. Nike does not get mad when someone brings a pair of their shoes back. Right. Nike like does not think, what is wrong right. with my shoes? Yeah, no, Nike doesn't redesign. Like, listen, sometimes there's learning, right? It's like, okay, wait, several clients are quitting. Let right. me examine this. I don't have to right. make it mean anything about myself. I don't have to judge myself. Well, like, let's look at it. What's happening? 
versus everything has gone wrong. You know, this is terrible. I'm never going to figure it out. I'm never going to make it. Just right. Or true. one client quit or one client. Yeah. Like sometimes it really is just not a good fit. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not going to try on every tennis shoe and be like, yeah, every tennis shoe is the best. I love all of them. Right. Like yeah. no, some fit great. Some are fine. And some mm-hmm. are like, I can't wear this. They hurt my feet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So problem. talk, talk more about your podcast and then your two programs so, and your Instagram and everything. Yeah. My podcast is probably my favorite space. It's yeah. probably the best place to find me. It's where a lot of my, most of my clients come from, where a lot of people follow me. Um, it's called mastering coaching skills. So if you're a coach, any coach really perfect for you. Come and even in. if you're an entrepreneur, I just want to say there are some gems in there that you're, that's gonna what love. I was going to so say. Check it out. Yeah. Yep. I have some friends who aren't coaches who they don't maybe listen to every episode because some are very coach specific. But even if you're listening to just be like, how can I apply this to my own brain, to my own thinking, you know, in my business, how can I do my life? Right. Yeah. Super valuable. So there's that. And then every place else, I keep it really simple. So I'm just like at lindsay.sloth everywhere. So on Instagram at lindsay.sloth, my website is lindsay.slothcoaching.com. And it's not updated right now. So, you know, if you go there and see all the things, it's probably, I don't know if you're going to find what you're looking for, but at the very least, you can find my uh, Your, podcast. Yeah. Awesome. And my yeah. mastermind is on there. It's just a very old uh, version of, of it. There are lots of changes coming, but I'm guessing by the time this is out, it'll probably still be old. And if you are a coach, check out the coach lab and check out Lindsay's mastermind if you want to go even deeper. And if anybody wants a takeaway from that, it can be, you can have a really terrible website. Not that my website's terrible. It's just very outdated. Mm -hmm. but you can also have a terrible website and make a lot of money. So just keep going. 250K still happens, even though your website. Oh yeah. It's not not even my, it's not even on my website. I just have a sales page. There's a whole situation, whole website situation. It was supposed to be on my website, but it wasn't. And instead of delaying the launch, my OBM was like, you know, what if we just made a sales page and we just share the link and I think it's going to work. I was like, okay do it. (laughs) Amazing. So good. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. Thank you for having me. So many genius thoughts. I think people are going to get so much out of this. I love it. So fun. Thank you for having me. Yay. Okay. Bye everybody. Bye. If you've resonated with this episode, I want to offer you a free private one-hour consultation with me. Through doing the deep inner work, my clients have been able to do things like quit the job they hate and land a job they love, or get their first paying clients in their dream business, and if they're a little bit further down the road, double their revenue. They've been able to fall in love and go to bed each night feeling satisfied and accomplished. In the consultation, we'll talk about what your dream looks like, what's getting in the way, and whether working together can help. Email me at brin at brinbamber.com to book.